Welcome to the Depth Podcast. My name is Freddie Maggard. I'm joined by Nick Roush uh, in Louisville. It's with heavy hearts that we do this podcast today. Uh, after we learned of the passing of Coach John Schlarman, uh, such an incredibly inspirational man. Uh, I've known John for many years. And uh, right now, Leanne, his family uh, are in our prayers, and we ask that you pray for them or Send them positive vibes or thoughts or however you do it, uh, because uh, heaven earned uh, an angel today in John Schlarman and uh, his legacy at the University of Kentucky, foot, uh, especially the football program, the university period, the state of Kentucky uh, will go down in history as, as someone that has uh, showed all of us how to live life. Uh, even in, in the in the most difficult times, John taught me several things by watching him go through what he did. Is you know I've had a tough year. At times I've wanted to feel sorry for myself, but I can't. You know, look at and I think about what John goes was going through on a daily basis, and uh, you know it's tough. It's it, it's it's going to be a tough couple of days. No, it's going to be a tough year. So in that in that football complex uh because if you've even in pregame or in the catwalk or during the games or uh, during practice during films you see how his players his offensive linemen looked at him it was much more than a player coach relationship uh, he was a second father to most of most of the offensive linemen and and, and they they loved their their coach john schlarman and uh they care for him deeply. Uh, he taught them football, but he taught them how to be a man, taught them how to live. And, um, you know, his, his uh, football specifically, he was the man that built the personality of Kentucky football. He built that big blue wall from the beginning. Uh, he was on the original staff and been through all the way. And, uh, and, and he, he built that toughness. He, his offensive line, took on the personality of their coach, the, of being tough, of being hardworking, uh, of being dedicated, of, of, of living life the way it should be lived. And, and uh, his legacy will, will go on forever. Uh, I'm going to miss John. Um, we are looking for positives from this, and you see the legacy with his players. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know the the last game that he coached was a win at Tennessee. Man, what a and I think I think that's a blessing. What a what a way to to end it. And 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 Freddie, the you know obviously I didn't know him like you did, but the way in which not only people have spoken about him now and previously, but. Uh, there was a quote that Luke Fortner had this year, and I forget what game it was. I think it was the Ole Miss game. He said, you know, people aren't defined by what happens when things are going well, but they're defined by how they respond to adversity. And in John Schwarman's case, he, nobody's higher than the way 
that he responded to what life threw at him. Uh, you know, life isn't fair. And right. he handled it in stride. Um, and Drake Jackson, I know, uh, you know, a guy who's incredibly close with him the last four or five years, th- those guys, he, Sharman showed him how to be a man, not just a, yeah. a football player, but whenever life was dealing him the worst, he was at his best. I mean, yeah. Freddie, how crazy is it that in the time that he was diagnosed, he received his diagnosis, you get a 10-win season, you break basically all of the school rushing records, uh, and then, oh, yeah, you top it off with a win at Tennessee, win at Florida, wins at Louisville. Like, it's really remarkable that whenever he could have been at his worst, he was actually at his best, making one of the best offensive lines in the country, and – it's commendable, and he's just, as you said earlier, he's not only a great representative for um, the, the university and the state as a whole, but he's a great example of, like, you know, if, if John can do it, you know, I'm not, I'm not Sharman Strong, but I'll try to be Sharman Strong, and whenever life gets difficult for me, you can persevere. You can. Yeah, and, and you never saw John when he wasn't smiling, uh, and that was – I don't really normally like when people use uh, war terms when describing football, but John Schlarman was a warrior in every aspect of the, of the term. Um, He came to work with a great attitude. He came to work with a smile. uh, When I wouldn't have done that. I'll be honest. I don't, I don't have the, the strength or the fortitude. I, I couldn't have not done what John Schlarman did. And he he came. He was a warrior. He battled every day. He he coped. He didn't want any special uh, anything special made about him. And and he went about his work. And a big reason he did that is he had a deep love for his players, a deep love. And, and it was it was reciprocal. His players loved him back. Uh, and and you know I think out of his offensive line room, you're going to see a bunch of coaches come out of there because of what John Schlarman uh, instilled in them and taught them and uh, and how he developed them as players and, and as young men. I think you're going to see several of those guys uh, eventually end up as being, being coaches uh, because John showed them the path. But, uh, you know, I, football is football, but, I, again, my prayers – or out to his family uh, through this, his wife and children, and just everybody in the Big Blue Nation, and players especially, because uh, today is a tough day for them. Uh, You know, they're young. um, They're developing as people. And to go through this is going to be a a challenge for them. But the only thing they got to do is think back to the inspiration that John was in that position group room on the practice field, on the game field, and 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 show them and he showed them to battle through to fight through adversity and uh you know i saw your tweet earlier i agree nick there needs to be a statue of john Sarman somewhere uh around that football complex and you know freddie and like i i re- that's something that people like to say too whenever anything good happens but what statues were meant for was to teach you about the past and the lessons we've learned from it. That's why you have the 
great commemoration of the the four pioneers who broke the the color barrier in the SEC uh, right outside the Joe Craft Football Training Facility. The, the just the I, I can't hit it home enough. Just the example that that Charmin is and will be for years to come, and I think that's a good way to not only honor his legacy but just to to teach people <laughs> how yeah. how to live. You know, um, yeah, it's. It's truly remarkable. It, it really is what 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 he did at the University of Kentucky. And Freddie, it strikes me. I bet there were like this is just a, a guess from the kind of guy he is. I bet he was the kind of guy that would just knock on your door and like ask how you're doing. You know? Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, so so selfless, uh, so giving of a person that never felt sorry for himself, never had self pity. Uh, I never saw him down ever. And, and that's just amazing uh, to see, you know, to know what he was going through. Mm-hmm. And, and it just it blows my mind. That, and, and I think it's, I think it's you know, uh, I think it's positive that his players saw that because the experience they have with John Schlarman is going to be experience that, that they will never have the rest of their lives most likely because not too many people in this world are as tough or as dedicated or as passionate as John Schlarman was. And they got to see that firsthand. And, and I think, you know, and I know that he will be with them, his players, not only the offensive line, but every player that's come through that program for the last seven, eight years are better because they were coached by John Schlarman. Man. Kentucky's in a rush for 500 yards against Vanderbilt on Saturday. I'm just feeling it, Freddie. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, there. That's the kind of I, 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 the Tennessee win was certainly a rallying point for uh, Coach Solomon. I think the Missouri game was deflating uh, because it's one of those things, Freddie, where I think we all kind of knew where, where this was going, and and when he, he was absent from that Missouri game, it was. It was a tough pill to swallow, um, and and now I think in in his honor that they, they'll <laughs> they'll do what they wanted to, and they'll they'll play and they'll play their tails off this Saturday against Vanderbilt. You know, John Slarman is Kentucky football, and will be forever uh, identified as Kentucky football. You know, a lot of people nowadays only know him as this coach, as this person that persevered through tremendous adversity. But John Schlarman was a great player at Kentucky. He was an all-SEC offensive lineman that was undersized and had bad knees. I mean, he was doing the John Schlarman uh, uh, toughness back then. And, and you know, he, he, he is Kentucky football. Um, you know, as a player, as a coach, as a leader of young, young folks, as, as, as an example of how we all should live our lives. Uh, because, you know, I know me personally, uh, you know, I'm picking my daughter up at, after school and I'm going to give her an extra hug today, to be quite honest with you, because we're not promised tomorrow. Uh, we're not even promised today. And, um, you know, living life every day to its fullest is what John did and uh, should be an example to all of us. I know it's, it's an example to me. Um, 
you know, you texted me, Nick, and, I, and I'll give some people some inside baseball about should we do this, you know, should we have this podcast? And, you know, my response was John Wood, right? And, right, uh, right. So uh, we're going to. Right, right. Well, and you know what? It, I, I hearken back to conversations we used to have with our friend, uh, uh, the late, great Jared Lorenzen. And whenever yeah. he would talk about John, you know, they're both Highlands guys. Yeah. Uh, and Sharman, and I believe his brother was a stud for Highlands there as well. Um, and Jared would, he just always confident, oh, John's going to take care of them boys. You know, he yeah. knows how to get under their tail. And I, <laughs> I used to love when they would let us in for practices. And, <laughs> you know, you get like two media practices a year where they'd let people like film you know, under non-COVID circumstances. We take pictures, yeah. we film stuff, watch them do their drills and everything. And the, the way that he, he interacted with those guys was always so funny because he could jump them in a second. He could kind of be a smart mouth to them. But he'd also pat on the back. So like, oh, come on, yeah. you're going to show that form with the cameras here? You got to be kidding me. You know, like that yeah. kind of <laughs> tongue in cheek uh, reminder. So I'm just, uh, man, what a guy. What what, yeah. what a guy who really, I mean, I mean, he's been with the Kentucky football program for probably a third of his life. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said John Schwarman is Kentucky football and will forever be Kentucky football. And Kentucky football plays Vanderbilt on Saturday. Kentucky should win, should win the game. And let's just be honest about it. Uh, but, you know, how it wins is going to be important as far as the football, you know, because John would want us to talk about the game because mm -hmm. he would be embarrassed about everybody talking about him. Um, <laughs> he's the, to be uh, honest. He's the bashful bride who doesn't want to walk down the aisle kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, offensively, Kentucky with his passing game. Uh, struggles, only averaging less than a yard more per carry, uh, per attempt. Uh, Vanderbilt is down uh, two starters for the, for the transfer portal, and the starting safety, the third leading tackler, Deshaun Jerkins, is out for the first half of the game due to a targeting penalty against Mississippi State. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, Kentucky, uh, the important – the important thing Kentucky needs to do on Saturday is to start fast offensively due to those secondary members being down. Vanderbilt's giving up 279 yards passing the game, uh, giving up 13 touchdowns through the air uh, towards the back of the SEC rankings. So, uh, you know, I, I think we're going to see Kentucky come out, uh, come out uh, uh, ready to attack the Vanderbilt defense. And, uh, and I think, uh, you know, I think Chris Rodriguez, the cast need to feed him, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I can see another hundred yard game for him. Uh, he thinking, had a really thing in buck 50, at least. Uh, yeah. He Friday. had a really good game down at, down at Vanderbilt. Uh, you know, uh, uh Dale Odeyingbo is, is the defensive end for Vanderbilt. A uh, very good football player, all SEC type player, three and a half sacks. But the good thing about that, the best pass rusher for the Commodores will be going against, Landon Young and, and and Darian Kennard, two NFL future NFL offensive tackles, so Kentucky should be good there. Jenkins or Jerkins, I already talked about, is out for the first half. He's third on the team in tackles with 29. Uh, so uh, statistically, can, this is a, a game that Kentucky offensively can get right. 
uh, you know, and I, and I truly believe that uh, the Vanderbilt's leading tackler is a corner. That's never good. Jalen Mahoney <laughs> has 33 tackles. Uh, Anthony Orgi, or, Orgi has 32. He's a linebacker. Um, but again, th- this game, you know, Vanderbilt's the opponent, and the, and they are coming off their best game of the year at Mississippi State. Uh, going to the Vanderbilt offense, you know, the Commodores are only averaging 12 points a game. That, that's not that's not ideal, to be quite honest with you. Uh, rushing for 115 yards a game, but throw for 218 with a true freshman quarterback, Ken Seals, I think is. You know, he's played well for a true freshman. He's not scared to throw the football in the tight windows. He's not scared to throw it up. And that's obvious due to a interception season that he's had, Nick. And, and, and Vanderbilt has struggled with turnovers uh, right now, a minus eight turnover margin. And that's, that's good enough or bad enough for last in the SEC. Um, I am extremely impressed with Keon Henry Books uh, running back. I had over 200 total yards against Mississippi State last week. Uh, I think he uh, he is dynamic as a runner and as a pass catcher, and you're going to see him have a lot of aggravating yards against the Kentucky defense. So uh, Vanderbilt has been pretty good, Nick, from the 30 to the 30. Racked up some good yards and stats, but red zone wise, they're 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 not very good. Five out of 12 in the red zone. 12 being the, the key number there. You only get 12 trips into the red zone. That's not very good. And only scoring five times. And and Vanderbilt's only kicked two field goals. So uh, between the 30, and that's why this Kentucky defense needs to bend but not break against Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, stand strong in the red zone. And uh, I think the Cats should should have a win on Saturday. Yeah, and uh, – you know, you talk about needing some feel-good moments for this offense. This is this is one of them. This is the opportunity they've been waiting for. Luckily, uh, all of the COVID kind of scares have at least stayed away. I know there was some concerns earlier in the week, but, Freddie, I think that was because of a delay in testing results that kind of slowed up the process. So you, you couldn't have everybody out there at once on one of those practice days. Um, but those concerns are gone. Mark Stoops expects Eddie Grand to be ready to call plays on the sidelines. So – um, it, things will be uh, normal in the face, even though they will be far from normal. Uh, they'll be playing uh, with a little extra emotion. And uh, I, I think you're going to see a, a, a very motivated team, a team who's ready to go out there and uh, uh, whoop some tail uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I agree, Nick. I, I totally agree. Um, going back to the Vanderbilt offense, uh, you know, one thing, the two outside receivers are both 6'4". Uh, Raman Amir has 11 catches for 171, averaging 15 yards a catch. And then Chris Pierce is also 6'4". He had six catches last week against Mississippi State for in a touchdown. So, uh, Vandy will throw it around a little bit. I mean, that, well, uh, quite a bit, actually. And uh, that plays into the Kentucky defensive strength, which, you know, Kentucky's ranked first in the SEC, only allowing 212 pass yards. Uh, per game and, and also ranked first in the SEC and scoring defense night, giving up 19 points a game. Uh, and then Vanderbilt's weakness is the red zone. Kentucky is ranked. Kentucky's defense is ranked first in red zone defense, only giving up 14 scores out of 22 opportunities for 63%. So 
Kentucky's strengths are Vanderbilt's weaknesses, and, and that should be a good, good, good equation for Kentucky to come out of this game with a win. No, you're 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 certainly correct there, Freddie. Uh, it it's just it's all about Kentucky doing what they do best. Um, yeah, do what you do, be who you are. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, I'd like to see some good, some more passing yards, some more completions downfield, and again with a depleted Vanderbilt secondary, certainly that that will be something that I'll keep my eyes on. Uh, Kentucky's averaging 39 run plays a game uh, compared to 22 passes. Um, we may see more than the season average against Vanderbilt as far as passes, if that uh, if that comes about. Um, but but running the football is something that, that Kentucky should have success against this Vanderbilt defense. Uh, Vanderbilt's given up 160 rush yards a game. I, I truly expect Kentucky to re refined that 200 yard mark uh, as far as rushing for 200 yards against Vanderbilt. Mm. <laughs> that's quite a bit there, Freddie. I think, I think that sounds, sounds about right though. Yeah. Yeah. Rack so, them up. <laughs> Saturday is all about Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be all about Kentucky. Just do your th- Just do what you do yes. and improve in the passing game. Just improve in the passing game. And let's see how this team looks against an opponent that it's better than, has better players than, and should beat and uh, uh, should beat soundly. And we'll see how that works out. And, and it, like you said, you hit it right on. And we have to talk about that. It's going to be an emotional day for these players and coaches. Uh, uh, you know, I don't think we need to leave out the coaches in this. I mean, they're they were around John every day for years, and and it's going to be an emotional. Uh, experience for the Kentucky football program on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? It'll be. I think it'll be a, a, a healthy emotional. You know. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it's just all about making sure that it's uh, it's harnessed correctly. And I think uh, if there's there was ever a group to make sure that uh, this team was in line and ready to give it all, it's it's that offensive line. He has filled with senior leaders who. Uh, really embody uh, being short and strong. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they're they're his, the Kentucky offensive line is is a reflection of John Schlarman on and off the field. Uh, you know, Landon Young had to miss the season with an injury battle through that. Uh, you know, Drake Jackson is the epitome of, of a John Schlarman offensive lineman. Uh, he's not six five three twenty, but yet he uses every fiber of his body and energy to be the best center in the, in the Southeastern Conference due to technique, want to, willingness, effort, and attitude, all attributes that were learned from John Slarman. Drake had those before, but John Slarman refined those aspects of his game. Luke Fortner, uh, one of the few non-four four or five stars on that offensive line has developed into a heck of a football player. Darian Kennard came in with all the tools and attributes to be a, an NFL offensive lineman. John Slarman has elevated his game to where he's ranked as week in, week out as one of, if not the top offensive tackle in the league. Landon Young from, from Kentucky, from Lexington, comes in, plays for John Slarman, develops into uh, an NFL left tackle. I mean, John's footprints are all over this football program, 
and, uh, and, and his players, again, I cannot talk, I cannot express how much his players absolutely loved him as a man and as a football coach. Uh, you hit it on the head, Freddie, uh, when you said John Sharman is Kentucky football. He is. <laughs> he is. He is everything that, that is good about Kentucky football. Um, Nick, uh, I think uh, we've covered the Vanderbilt game. So uh, I know we had to we had to go on with this podcast because that that's what John would want. That's what John would do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's that's going to be a phrase that that's used is, is that's what John would do or that's how John did it mm-hmm. uh, for many, many years around the Kentucky football program. He'll certainly so, be missed. Uh, yeah. And uh, our, once again, prayers with his family, his entire Kentucky football family. Uh, it's a tough Absolutely. time, um, but he was a tough guy and we're going to be strong and strong through this Friday. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, 100%. 100 uh, strong. So thank you for listening to the Depth Chart Podcast. Uh, again, my name is Freddie Maggard. And Nick, thank you for joining me on a very tough day. And, uh, and I will talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you all for listening as well.